Tonight on the Theoretical Review, we discuss Batman v Superman. Rated R. Alright, so this is episode one of the Theoretical Review. My name is Gavin Richardson. And I'm Zachary Gauger. And together we're... The Theoretical Review. A podcast where... We talk about movies we've never seen. Rated R. Well, not, always, not, not, not necessarily. Rated R. Not, not the movies aren't rated R necessarily. Or, but our podcast but, is. Uh, no, the children I'll, can listen. I'll allow it. It's family friendly. Rated R only for the purpose of warning parents that... It's, it's totally, rated R for really good. Well, this will totally decrease the IQ level of your children. And in that way, it should be restricted to adults who have the IQ to spend on episodes like this. Poor children start going down to the negative numbers, and that is never good. So, tonight we're discussing Batman vs. Superman, the new Zack Schneider film. <clears throat> now, Zack Schneider, uh, he, he's a, a pretty famous director. He directed such movies as 300, Sucker Punch, uh, Man of Steel, the previous installation in the DC Universe. Watchmen in Marvel. Uh, Watchmen was also DC, actually. <laughs> oh. It's a movie about people who make watches, and they're men specifically. <clears throat> they're men and who make watches. Psycho, the remake of Alfred Hitchcock's. No, the original. The original Psycho. And Citizen Kane, also the original Citizen Kane. He directed that. So tonight we want to discuss three points. First of all, DC has been calling Marvel fans stupid. Why? Stay tuned to find out. Secondly, we want to talk about the plot of Batman v Superman. Rated R. <laughs> and lastly, we want to talk about some just fun facts about the actors and the director and kind of just get a get a feel for what these people are like on a day-to-day basis. The actors who may or may not have been in the movie. But they probably were. Uh, we also want to discuss the five primal conflicts that you find in any movie yes um except this one uh including well uh, okay you're right i'll allow it except for this one now the five primal conflicts as as most uh people would tell you any any literature any storytelling would have this there's man versus man man versus nature man versus society man versus self and man versus cyborg but in this movie, it's man versus uh, Superman. <laughs> Bat- <laughs> Batman versus Superman. And by man versus woman, we, I mean, man versus man, we, we do not mean in any way to be sexist to any um, women out it, there. It, it should really be person it's versus person. Term. You know what? You know what? Zach, you speak for yourself in that. I do. I do want to be sexist. You do want to just contain it just to men. Just to men. There's no women at all in the five primal conflicts. Have you ever seen a story with a woman in it? Actually, no, I haven't. Just women impersonators, but they're just men dressed up like women. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a woman in real life? Um, hmm, good question. So we've got this sixth primal conflict, uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, a category on its own completely unique we have never seen this sort of film before and we won't 
for a while until it comes out. Let's let's be honest. This is completely theoretical. We haven't seen this movie. Uh, we Zach and I are members of the press, and uh, we get special privileges from that. And those privileges include uh, not seeing this movie until it comes out. The privileges allow us to exercise our human rights, such as freedom of speech and talking about things that we have no idea we're talking about. No, I was, I meant to say we're allowed to make up stuff. Yeah, we're just making it up. Just just a couple of friends spitballing. But not everyone is responsible enough to. Just sitting back and drinking a soda. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, actually. So, firstly, DC has been saying a lot of, a lot of trash talk about Marvel fans. So much so that Donald Trump actually had to make a remark about it in his recent presidential debate. Yes, this this movie has been very hotly contested in the presidential debates, especially in the uh, the GOP debates. Part of the reason is because people actually question whether it's real or not, that there are some people out there who think that this movie is not real. Um, yeah, and clearly we see that it is. Uh, have you seen the, uh, the special effects in this movie? Uh, they're not special. They're real it's yeah. all real no and, and you can't even say like practical effects like old movies like the thing no this is real stuff uh not exactly a found footage film but you know they did the best they could it's a documentary of sorts mm-hmm. all taking place in gotham gotham uh and metropolis mainly gotham though now when I said DC has been saying a lot of trash talk about Marvel fans, here's what's been going on. DC has been running screenings of Batman versus Superman all over the country, uh, and it's been testing very poorly. Audiences don't seem to like it. And DC says this is because people these days are so used to the just the trash that Marvel Comics makes with their movies, just the garbage that they're pumping out, like five movies a year. Ridiculous. That... They're uh, they're just not used to the high quality of filmmaking that is involved in this uh, this new uh, DC Comics film. Yeah. Uh, and and they say the reason is because that the plot is incredibly complex, and so that's what we want to get into next is discussing the plot of the film. Uh, Zach, not, not everyone can dissect the plot like we can. Yes, we are trained professionals, uh, so we will be able to tell you the plot and try to explain it to you in a way you can understand. And for those of you who cannot see us right now, we have both brought our special IDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pulling show, it out of my pocket show, right now. Showing that we uh, have not only the ability, but like the specialization. The right. The right. To fight. Uh, to party. Yes. Well, I, that's maybe the fine print. But what kind of uh, base of, of people did DC have watch? All ages. Ages 0 to 100. And what? And they found across the board? Across the board, no one liked it. Okay. Now, that might tell you something about... Uh, the quality of this film, uh, that being that this film is great and too high, too high quality for anyone to really understand fully. No. So let's get into the plot. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I'll I'll take this. Uh, Zach, you can chime in whenever you have anything to say. So the plot. 
It starts out. Rick Flagg, director of the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, accidentally opens an unknown portal, releasing an unknown entity known as Doomsday. The OSS pursues Doomsday unsuccessfully, and Rick Flagg issues a state of emergency and gathers together a team of heroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. Doomsday quickly surrenders when the heroes arrive. He doesn't put up much of a fight. They encase him in a glass prison aboard a... Uh, the the uh, heroes have a large vessel where they are able to store uh, Doomsday in, inside of a glass prison. Unfortunately, Lex Luthor, the arch-rival of Superman, sets Doomsday free and Doomsday wreaks havoc all across Gotham City. Now, at this point, you're thinking, okay, things are going pretty badly. We've got Lex Luthor. We've got Doomsday just wreaking havoc. Wherever they go, wherever they may roam. Now, where do we leave Lex Luthor in the last Superman film? Now, in the last Superman film... I thought, I thought Superman killed him. No, Lex Luthor wasn't in the last film. What... Was he not? No, he wasn't. Oh. Who am I thinking? Uh, Zod. General Zod. Zod. General Zod, okay. he will be in this movie as well, uh, in a minor role. Uh, actually, he's coming up here. His part is coming up. Okay. Uh, Lex Luthor sets Doomsday free. They wreak havoc on the city. So we've got Lex Luthor, uh, General Zod, and Doomsday all teamed up. And the Justice League... Uh, or excuse me, the heroes are kind of having some conflicts among themselves. And Batman and Superman especially are, are just having a lot of fighting between them. I'm having a hard time processing this. It's so, so complex. It is very complicated, but try to keep up. Okay. Batman and Superman have to put aside their differences to stop the city from being destroyed. After they save the city, the heroes form the event, uh, the Justice League, and this is where we get the name of the movie, uh, Batman versus Superman. And unashamed, uh, you know, when movies kind of throw out their name. They just throw it out at the end. The movie itself, kind of like breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall just a little bit. Uh, then the credits roll. And at the last scene, we just get a little fun, like a little after the credits peek at, at what the uh, Justice League is like. They, uh... They just go out for dinner. They eat some uh, uh, sushi. So it was a very um, original idea, too. I like how they throw in a little bit of sneak peek. Not necessarily saying that they're going to follow up with a sequel, but definitely original. I like I like the keeping the audience, you know, interested even after the credits. Mm-hmm. It's a very original idea to have not just parts of the film before the credits, but then another part of the film after the credits as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel tried to pick up on this and yeah. try to use it themselves. Marvel is a selfish pile of garbage. Don't don't even get me started. Uh, first, starting off with trying to copy Batman with Ant-Man. Ant-Man? Really? Ant? Okay, if we're talking about men, they should be uncles, not ants. Right, like the whole gender thing. Let's in our get face. back to the basics, back to what made America great. Donald J. Trump. 
Uh, excuse me, Donald J. Trump for president, 2016. Yes. And Batman, uh, also known as Bruce Wayne, is a uh, Donald Trump of our day. Or no, Donald Trump is a Bruce Wayne of our day. That's right. Uh, Donald Trump, here, this is the politics corner of the theoretical review. Donald Trump is a businessman, a business tycoon, a business typhoon, we might even say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like Bruce Wayne in in the Batman mythology, altruistic, altruistic, very selfless, selfless, smart, handsome, <laughs> etc. And at night he dresses up like a bat and fights crime. <laughs> you may wonder how he contains all his hair within that mask. Let me tell you, uh, it takes a lot of hair product to get that hair to stay in those little bat ears. <clears throat> but he does it. So now that we've discussed the plot of the movie, let's just discuss some little fun facts about the actors and the director. Now, first of all, we know we know a little bit about the director, Zack Snyder, uh, what movies he's directed, but... Zach, I think you have I think you have some uh, more information about what what he's just like as a person. Some interesting stories about him. Well, um, Zach, uh, as y'all know, he's um, uh, homeschooled. He was he was homeschooled. Um, also, uh, very colorblind. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, it, that's why he chose to do this film, Batman. Black is very easy to uh, you know to see for him. Also, Superman, basic blue, red colors. Uh, Very easy for colorblind people to see. Yes. Um, so he was homeschooled, uh, and you know he's made some great films. Uh, Three Hundred, Citizen Kane. We've already listed some of those. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, I personally have no clue what he's like. Uh, I think he's probably a nice guy. He probably is. Uh, I so guarantee that he's probably a nice guy. So, uh, what do you want to rate Zack Snyder? I would give him, uh, I'll give him a, I'll give him four stars. Um, definitely bad, bad. Bad, bad? Okay, so was Zack Snyder a good, good person, a good, bad person, a bad, bad person, or a person you actually kind of like? Uh, well, because I don't know a thing about him, uh, I'd say he's bad, bad. If I don't know about him... He's got to be bad. True. I'd, I'd give him one star. Yeah. One out of ten stars. Theoretically, of course. Yes. As, as we've said, we, we, we barely know him. Never met him in person. We just chat online sometimes. Uh, now, some of the actors uh, include Ryan Reynolds as Batman. Who we have also seen in the recent film, Deadpool. Yes. Rated R. <laughs> Literally rated R. Not theoretically. We're no joke about that. Uh, Which is another, you know, burn for Marvel for, you know. Marvel is trying to make these rated R movies. And DC is just pumping out these nice, family-friendly comedies. I know, right? I mean, nothing dark about these uh, DC movies. It's just lighthearted, family-friendly, just like drama. Or not even dramas, just like fun fun films. Very colorful, yes. Colorful. Um, now, another of the actors is uh, Ben Affleck, 
who is the spokesperson for the insurance company Affleck. Yes. He, he does the voice for the duck. For the duck. Um, and we've seen Ben Affleck before in... Daredevil. The movie uh, Daredevil, yes. Um, Another Marvel movie. Indeed. So we can also see in his life, his uh, you know, sobering up, if you will, and switching over to DC, the more family-friendly of the two comic rivalries. Now, this is interesting. All the main actors in this film have worked on both DC and Marvel movies. The next one is Nicolas Cage, who was in the 2006 film Ghost Rider as uh, the lead actor playing Johnny Blaze slash Ghost Rider. Uh, and this one he plays Superman uh, and Clark Kent. No, he plays... Get this straight. He plays Ben Affleck, who plays Superman. He plays as Ben Affleck. Oh, right, right. That's another thing that's very complex about this movie is the actors play other actors who are playing their characters. It's very, very forward-thinking of DC to do this. Uh, yes, very unique. Um, never seen anyone else do this before. So, it's now similar that... to... Sorry. Oh, it's go ahead. similar to um, when uh, Nicolas Cage played as a bear in the movie... Uh, Brother Bear? The, no. Well, yes. But the, also the... Um, the Shaggy Dog? Yes. The, third, the Bernstein the Bears? Third. <clears throat> uh, he played in... What was the movie? The, 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 the Wicker Man. <laughs> the Wicker Man. And he played as a bear. Uh, he also played as a shark in a bag. But we never get to see him. But he did play as a bear. And uh, we saw some violence against women in that movie. So rated R. Wait, women? Well, yeah. theoretical women. Okay. Theoretical. They were probably all played by Nicolas Cage too. Yeah. Um. So now that we're 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 kind of done reviewing or talking about this movie, first of all, let's uh let's just give this movie a rating. Was this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you actually kind of liked? There are no other options. Okay, I could give you the options of spookily scarifying, horrifically boring, or excuse me, horrifically snorifying, or laughably good bad. Okay, <laughs> but there, but but there's nothing higher than good good. This movie was you could say great great the ep epitome of goodness. the epitome of hyperbole. Excuse me, the the epitome of hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> Sorry, our. our I'm a regular Stuart Wellington over here mispronouncing every every word I say. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Rated R. <laughs> Wait, where's Dan McCoy? Uh, he's the third person not present. He's with his cat. Oh. Row <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. So <laughs> it's true. Um I would I could not say anything less than a good, good movie. I would this say a was, good, great movie. I would give it 11 out of 4 stars. Yes, and the, we already discussed the um, the terrible director, Zack Schneider. Uh, also, just the innovative, intuitive uh, plot. <laughs> the, yes, um, and just the incredible acting on the parts of... Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Zack Snyder, 
um, and others. Who played Wonder Woman? Um, that was also Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I'd say at least a good, good movie. I would say a good, great movie. Um, so now we're going to move on to letters from listeners. Yes, happy mail. Happy mail, letters from listeners. Uh, let me pull up the movie mailbag. Uh, let me open my email real quick. Um, first of all, we've got an email from YouTube.com. It says, Angela has subscribed to you on YouTube. Well, that's nice. Thank you, Angela, Thanks. for su- subscribing to us. We're uh, not on YouTube, so I'm not sure how you found us. Next, I have an email from CD Baby. It says, DIY Musician Conference. Um, that's not really relevant to what we're talking about right now. So uh, we can we can discuss this <clears throat> off the air. Oh, I've got an email from Ben Carson. He says, Gavin, I need to shoot straight with you. We're trying to keep this not rated R, Gavin. Let's not get not, let's not get in your personal life here, please. So are these tweets we're getting? I don't have Twitter. Maybe I do, but it was a text message. Oh, how did they get your number? Uh, we give it out. This is the portion of the show where we both give out our personal numbers. Yeah, two five six five 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 six six six. Moving on to the portion of the show where we end. End the movie this the podcast been, this has been zachary galger and i've been elliot kalen uh excuse me and i've been gavin richardson no matter how hard i try this has been the theoretical review good night listeners good night good night that is all rated r <laughs> all right that was, yeah, my, 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 that was, that was that time